Why, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. Hey, Suzanne, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you, Michelle? I'm doing well. I'm finally home after about, I would say, 10 days on the road, so it's nice to be getting settled back in to a routine. And I think you're on the road right now, is that correct? I am. I'm visiting my daughter in Atlanta, so yep. As we've talked about before, April and May are crazy months. I, <laughs> once I get to the end of May, things slow down for a little while. But yep, I'm, I'm in my, yeah, my marathon. Okay, so you're like two weeks into it. So about mm-hmm. six weeks to go? Yeah. Okay, well, so, there's a finish line in sight. And is. until then, I guess we'll be like two ships passing in the night because our paths won't cross at all until probably June. Probably not. I know. It's like, (laughs) I don't know how that even happens, but okay then. Yeah, that makes me kind of sad to think about, but at least we have orange juice optional and we have these moments to catch up and talk where we have to. It has to be on the schedule. So it's just the way it is. Well, it was really fun because one of the places I went while traveling this time was to Georgia. And while I was there, I really thought a lot about the recent segment we did on the sisterhood of the slot machines or that discussion. (laughs) Because when you find sisterhoods, that's so valuable in your life to find those people that you can talk to and you don't have to say, I know this sounds weird or you're probably sick of hearing about this and you can just be, you can be in the moment, you can be excited about it. And that's what that trip was for me. Oh, and that you hang on to. Yes. And you go back to. You definitely do. So I had just the most amazing time on the retreat. And then I went to Denver and I got to spend time with Colton and Zoe, which was so much fun. And I Mm kind of had to laugh because while I was in Georgia, that was a spiritual retreat. So I got to work on that side of myself. But when I got to Denver, I had to work on the physical world. And I did a little bit of retail therapy or a lot Mm. of it. Fun. Yes. Okay, and going into today's first subject, I hope you don't regret your retail therapy. Well, I don't think I will because I found a new store I had never seen before. It's called Ever Eve, and I think they even have Mm -hmm. one in Scottsdale. So when I come to visit, I'll have to go there. But I'd never been in that shop before. And when I went in there, everything vibed with me. Like, I went a whole nother approach with my wardrobe, an approach that I'd never taken before because last oh. year it was kind of like preppy and sporty. And this year it was kind of like flowy and different. Very fun. But it could conflict with what we're about to talk about. So why don't we jump into the next segment and I'll let you introduce it. Okay, Suzanne, yesterday you sent me in, was an Instagram video about mm-hmm. something I never really thought about, but it was a very interesting concept and I actually loved it. So do you want to go ahead and introduce our topic? 
I do want to introduce it. It is called Quiet Luxury. And I, on the other hand, have not been able to identify it, but believed in it my entire adult life. I believe in quiet luxury. When the topic first came up, when those words first came across my radar, which was yesterday, mm -hmm. all I could think of is, oh, it means no logos because so many people, you know, get a purse with the pattern of Louis Vuitton or so many people right. get a Gucci shirt and it says Gucci mm -hmm. across it. So we're walking advertisements for them trying to identify and fit in. And that's only a small part of what quiet luxury is. It is. And first of all, the link I sent you, because I refer to this link a couple times, um, is from, I'm just looking for it, I want to be sure, um, Jansen Garside on Instagram. And what is quiet luxury? And I went to Elle magazine because I thought that they had a great definition of quiet luxury. It is new age minimalism with an with a focus on investment pieces and thoughtful shopping habits. And it's so funny because I found that same article on my own when I was doing a little more mm -hmm. research in this. So can you explain that a little bit more? Like what that, that means well, to you or how you interpret that? I do, I can. And the first time that it actually really started to sink in was probably about 10 years ago. And I was walking down Michigan Avenue with, in Chicago with my daughter. And there was window after window of, at the time I considered high fashion. I said to Katie, I want that look. I want to just look like it's easy, elegant. Like whatever I put on works with whatever I have in my closet. And it just, it doesn't splash a brand name across my chest. But when people look at me, they see easy elegance. And Katie actually said to me that day, well, mom, you need to start picking investment pieces. Instead of buying a ton of clothing, buy two or three pieces that you wear a long time. And that really stuck with me. And so this has now become a thing. And in this Instagram video, they refer to a t-shirt that Mark Zuckerberg is wearing. And it looks like it could be a t-shirt from, in this Instagram video, he says, Walmart, I thought of The Gap. It could have been from The Gap. But they said it actually was a Brunicelli t-shirt that probably cost like six, $700. And to Mark Zuckerberg, it didn't matter because all it was was a high quality fabric and it fit him beautifully and it was comfortable. And those are my three, my three criteria. It has to be a high quality fabric. It has to fit me beautifully. And what was my third one? High quality, <laughs> fits you perfectly and- And made well, and made, made well. well. Yeah. Made well. That's good criteria. You know, I, I was thinking back to when we were in Las Vegas and I can't think of the brand, but it was at the Wynn Hotel. We went to the shop. Do you uh -huh. know the place I'm talking about? James 
purse? Yes. Would you consider that? I would. And I think, unlike what Elle magazine refers to, or Vogue magazine, or even Forbes magazine had an article about this, they are referring to high-end designers. And I don't even think you have to be a high-end designer. I think there are different levels quiet luxury. And I think James Purse is a higher end, but not the highest end of quiet luxury, where the pieces are comfortable, they're made beautifully, and they have a very, they use high quality fabrics. So they're going to last a long time. So (laughs) this is funny. It's like max, and I don't know if I've ever had use this phrase with you but it's maximizing the cost per wear (laughs) so like if you have a six hundred dollar or let's say five hundred dollar t-shirt but you wear it 500 times that t-shirt's only costing you one dollar per wear (laughs) and i love the way you think and i use that argument with my husband when you and i bought they weren't well they were the same jimmy choo sweatshirt but they were just different colors. But I use that same argument with my husband because I would never spend that much or I thought I would never spend that much on a sweatshirt. But Mm -hmm. I have worn that out. Well, and in all honesty, (laughs) Jimmy Choo has splashed across the chest. Yes, I wasn't saying it was quiet luxury on that sweatshirt. (laughs) I was just saying that it's one I first had to break down like that to my husband. That was a great, and it was a great sweatshirt because it was great fabric. It was incredibly comfortable, but I, in all honesty, gave the sweatshirt away because it had Jimmy Choo splashed across my chest and I could never bring myself to wear it. And I gave it away because I have always in the back of my mind believed in quiet luxury. And so when I determined that that Jimmy Choo sweatshirt was not for me, it was because the logo was splashed across my chest. And to me, it was like, okay, this is not what I do. <laughs> so you're not so a walking can, advertisement for somebody. Uh, right. I'm not a billboard for Jimmy Choo. <laughs> but I have a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes that I wore to Katie's wedding that and she's been married for six or seven years now. I still have those shoes. I still love those shoes. And I have worn those shoes. They were expensive shoes. And I still have them and I still wear them. So the cost per wear is actually pretty low because I've worn them so many times. And that makes sense. And I do love that argument. But can we go back to the James Purse purchase that we made? Because when I was recently traveling, I did bring that outfit with me because I bought it as a travel outfit, something I could wear that was easy. It fit well. It felt good on my body. But I did think even before this conversation, even before I knew there was a name to it, that like, this is a really expensive. And again, I know it's not top of the line, but for me, it was a lot to spend on a sweatshirt and a a pair of traveling pants. And I thought about that several times, just like, it just looks like a regular outfit. And so I unknowingly was already thinking about this topic, but I didn't have a name for it. Right, exactly. And I was just so thrilled when I discovered that this is actually a thing. 
that, and <laughs> you only, you know, if you know, which is one of my favorite things of all, you only know if you know that it's quiet luxury. You know, it may look like a Gap t-shirt to everyone else, but you're comfortable in it. You know it's going to last forever. And you know when you know. <laughs> and I just love that. I know and that was your favorite part of that whole video <laughs> is when he said that. I, I could just see you dancing and I going, yes, yes, you're yes, my spirit animal. Yes. Right, because I know when I know. And when you look at a well-dressed person, and I've always asked this question, how do you differentiate between a well-dressed person and and someone who not reeks of wealth, but is just so well-dressed versus someone who's not? And it's how their clothes fit them. That's all it is. It's how their clothes fit them and how their clothes move when they move. And I always... I always think about that, like when you're at a resort and you're at the pool and it's like you can have two women laying next to each other and one is impeccably dressed in their bathing suit and their cover-up and the other one looked pretty good in their bathing suit and their cover-up. What is the difference? You know when you know. <laughs> one is wearing probably a very expensive bathing suit and one is not. <laughs> right. That's and simple. this takes me back to a moment in Hawaii. And it wasn't on this recent trip that we were on, but on a previous business trip. And you had been waiting for me in the lounge area to come down so we mm -hmm. could go do something. And there was a couple who was checking out and they were greeted by the manager. And I know we had that conversation then is like, how do you know? Like, what was it about them that gave it away other than the manager was there that they were, you know, good customers? Right. Do you remember that? Right. I do remember it. And it's how they were dressed. It's how they carried themselves. Because I also believe that if you are wearing clothes that make you feel good about yourself, you're going to carry yourself better. You just, your shoulders are back, your chin is up. You feel good about how you look and you're confident in how you look because the clothes fit you instead of when you're wearing something that doesn't move with you and you're tugging at it. <laughs> when I was on my flight yesterday, I have a travel outfit, but I had the wrong tank top on and I had a V, it was a V cut t-shirt, but I had the wrong tank on underneath. And I tugged at that stupid tank top the entire trip because I felt like it was too low cut. And it drove me crazy. And it's like, in my mind, big mistake not to have the right tank top on because I tugged at it. It bugged me. I did not feel good about myself all day because of the tank top I was wearing because I was uncomfortable. You wear comfortable, well-made clothes. You never tug. You never squirm. You're never shifting. You just feel good about how you look. Quiet just luxury. Really Quiet luxury. It hit makes home. me happy. I know. It makes me happy. Your description, though, of the tugging on the clothes just really hit home as to what quiet luxury means also, because I hate that. I hate when I'm sitting there and I have to like pull down my my top or something because it feels like it's riding up. So that's a part of it. And you said it in it a way is. that I could understand and relate to. So I do have a question for you. Did you throw that top away? Like when you landed, 
Did it go in the trash? Or are you going to like try it again? No, but you know what I did? You gave it to <laughs> it, your daughter? No, I put oh. it on backward. When I got to the airport, I took off the V-neck top. I turned the tank top around and I had a higher neck. And then I put the V-neck on and I didn't do one more tug the entire day. I just nice. raised that. Yeah. I thought, I, I mean, sometimes I just amaze myself with my brilliance. It's like, what do I have to do to just I'm, be comfortable? Right. I was sitting here thinking, wow, she was resourceful. Yeah, right. Um, okay. So my next point to this is, so is quiet luxury always expensive? Good question. What did you come up with? My, my answer to that is no. It is not always expensive. And I'm going to give you the perfect example. Okay. I, and you know this about me, I love Eileen Fisher, the clothing line, Eileen Fisher. And I have pants from Eileen Fisher that go back 10 years that look like I bought them a week ago. I wear Eileen Fisher into the ground and I wash it, I dry it, I take it to the dry cleaner and I ha and I recycle these clothes over and over again. And I have pieces I have owned for 10 years because they fit me beautifully because their fabrics are quality fabric and the the clothes are well made. And it is a medium to high line cost-wise, but it's affordable to me. And I don't have to spend $600 on a t-shirt at Eileen Fisher, but I can get a 100% cotton t-shirt at Eileen Fisher, and it's going to look fabulous 10 years from now. Definitely. And it does always look fabulous, and you always look refreshed in your look too. So it's almost that timeless classic look also. Right. Right. So I believe that quiet luxury is timeless. So Forbes magazine describes quiet luxury as nonchalant elegance. And I think that is what pops out at me when I see people like the couple we saw in Hawaii. They had a nonchalant elegance they were wearing very expensive clothing. But we couldn't tell if it was Louis Vuitton or Jimmy Choo. And it didn't matter to them. It just was beautiful on them. Right. And do you find that like with Quiet Luxury, they stick with the staples and color? Like they're not going to be hot pink or green or... Yep. I think the whole idea is timeless I'm going to use the word elegance again, timeless elegance. It is a neutral palette and you can add pops of color in the accessories. Like, you know, if you're wearing a completely neutral color, you add a red handbag or you add a bright blue and yellow scarf or you wear, you know, more expensive jewelry. But it is definitely timeless and neutral and it just... And it's like people aren't really looking at their clothes. You're looking at those people wearing those clothes. Quiet luxury. 
Yeah, it's just a, it. a feeling of being the total package without even realizing that you think they're right. the total package. Right. And I think you and I have talked about this before, that there's a, a, there's a huge trend right now about capsule, you know, having a capsule closet, you know, a capsule of clothes that you wear. And I I'm love to... that you're bringing this up just really quick because, and I don't yes. like to interrupt because that was the next note. Like I've been taking notes. I'm like, I was going to ask this question. So mm -hmm. thank you for reading my mind. Well, it, because it all flows together because that's the whole essence of a capsule of clothing. It's like where everything in your closet are basic essential pieces, but they have to be high quality and you can mix and match them with everything else in your closet. And there, I have a quote here. Oh yeah, here it is. And this is also from Elle magazine. Um, it's curating a selection of high quality wearable pieces that seamlessly work with your existing wardrobe. Is that the best quote ever? It is like a page out of your playbook because we have I been know. talking about this recently. And so I can just hear the enthusiasm coming through the oh, mic. It just makes me happy. It gives me such joy. It, it <laughs> and, lets you well, know that you're on point. Like everything you've yeah. been thinking or working towards is being validated. Exactly. Exactly. I was laughing at myself when I was taking notes for this conversation because I'm in a hotel room and I grabbed the hotel room pad of paper and their pen and I couldn't get the damn pen to write. And I thought to myself, this extends way beyond clothing. It's like using a good quality pen versus, and I threw their stupid cheap hotel pen away to make a point to the housekeeping when they clean the room because it's like it's like writing with a good pen and I remember when you and I took our husbands to Mont Blanc and bought them nice pens because it's all in the quality of what you're using and that's so true so let me ask you well gosh I have so many questions just like filling my mind so I'm just going to go with the first one so when you had that conversation with Katie all those years ago about mm -hmm. I get I not that you knew the term quite luxury then yeah. investment pieces. Did you at that point start bringing that into your shopping style? Well, I did, and yet I didn't do it well <laughs> because, as you know me, I was born to shop. I am a shopper. I'm a spender, and what Forbes magazine says is you have to be mindful and discerning. You only pick one or two pieces. You invest instead of spend. And what I was doing was in the beginning, I was buying a lot that cost a lot. <laughs> so I had a closet full of a lot. And you know now that I am, I am trying to pare that down considerably where I get to I have key pieces that I invested in. I didn't spend a lot or I did spend a lot, but it was only on a few pieces. Right. And I was going to, that was going to be my next question is, are you sparking your own joy right now as you go through your old closet and remove those things and see, and you can see like the quality pieces 
filling that space, but not um, so busy, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. Well, I'm kind of at that stage where I'm pretty upset with myself that it took me this long to figure this out. And so I'm pulling pieces out of my closet that have been lost in my closet because I have so much in my closet. And so I'm pulling out pieces and I've gotten rid of so much, but it's like, gosh, darn it, Suzanne, why did you spend so much on this piece for it to get lost in your closet? You know, it's time to pare down so I can use everything in my closet and enjoy and feel confident in what I'm wearing. Yeah, because when you know, you know. So let me ask you you about the capsule again for those listeners who don't know what that concept is. What does a capsule look like to you? How many pairs of pants like would you have in there? How many shirts would you have a sweater, a jacket? What does that look like? Okay, well, first of all, I think you have to have a seasonal capsule. Because what you, especially in Arizona, what you have in the summer isn't going to work with what you have in the winter. And I found myself, the last time I was shopping, I found myself thinking in terms of a capsule. And ideally, it would be 10 to 12 pieces total. (laughs) Not for me. There's no way. Because I'm just, I'm, I'm so easily distracted. It's like, I can wake up in the morning thinking I know what I'm going to wear and then put it on and say, no, this is not what I'm in the mood for today. So I have to have, so for example, two pairs of long black pants. And I would say in my case, I would have two pairs, two casual pair, two dressy pair, and then a pair of jeans. And I'm not a jeans wearer. Some people would need two pairs of jeans, one dressier, one casual. And then you would have maybe a pair of cropped pants or shorts if you're a shorts person. I'm not a shorts person, so I would have cropped pants. Okay, then you would have t-shirts and you would have a black one, a white one, and cream colored one or a neutral colored one, whatever your neutral is other than white and black, and probably a gray. Then you would have a button-up shirt, a white one and maybe a blue one. And then you would have a short jacket and a long jacket. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. And then, I mean, listening to that, it sounds a little bit like it could get boring or monotonous with that. But that's when you add in the pops of color. That's when you add in the accessories. That's when you mix and match a little bit. Right. Or you just wear, because frankly, it all goes together. And it's all going to, if it, if they're nice quality pieces, no matter what you wear with what, it's all going to work. And you're going to look fabulous no matter what you choose to put on from that capsule. That is definitely a goal to strive for. I know that when I did my retail therapy in Denver, (laughs) I went in with the idea because we have a vacation coming up at the beginning of July that I wanted to kind of do a capsule or my understanding of it. Although I still think Mm -hmm. my capsule will be too busy, but I wanted to condense so I didn't have as much luggage going on this cruise. And so I did keep that in mind. And I was looking for colors that all work together. 
So I'm kind of starting to get it, but right. But it's definitely a lot evolution. It's the evolution of your closet because it has, it's taking me a very long time to get it perfected and get it where I want it to be. And I really have to resist that temptation to buy something because I'm shopping, not because it's an investment. I'm just spending. Right. You know so what I let, mean? Like yeah. when I'm in the mood to shop, I want to spend, not invest. I need to only invest. Okay. Does that go with something like your handbags? Because you can tell a Louis Vuitton bag right. usually because there's a logo on it, but it's not an obnoxious logo. Does that <laughs> move into the area of like handbags or something? Or are those more statement pieces that you transition in and out of? Or do you try and buy timeless there too? Well, I think that Louis Vuitton is a great example of a company that has really has really hit the mark with a mass population where you can go in and buy an expensive Louis Vuitton bag and but everyone knows you're carrying a Louis Vuitton bag and some bags they're harder to identify and some bags they scream billboard for Louis Vuitton but they have a mass market appeal definitely and I think if you're doing quiet luxury it's not so much about it being a Louis Vuitton or a Chanel or a Prada or any of those designer brands it's about the quality of the bag just like the quality of the clothing you're wearing. And it doesn't really matter what the brand is. If it feels comfortable on you and it's well-made, it doesn't matter. And, okay. and I think some brands are leaning that way. They're getting away from that screaming their brand name to, if you know, you know. <laughs> okay, Suzanne, so I have a question for you uh, based on what you just said. We... Mm -hmm. We're talking about Louis Vuitton, so we'll just keep it there, but I understand it can go across the different brands. But you said some of the bags are like walking advertisements for Louis Vuitton, and some of them are more discreet. Do you think mm -hmm. they're intentionally doing that to model into this quiet luxury vibe? Absolutely. And I think that Louis Vuitton has done a great job appealing to the mass market yet maintaining a relationship with the audience who really wants a high quality bag, but doesn't necessarily want everyone to know it's Louis Vuitton. So what they're doing is they're splashing Louis Vuitton all over their ready to wear bags when you go into their shop so that you can proudly walk out of there with your Louis Vuitton bag. But then that audience is going to evolve to an audience where I don't necessarily want everyone to know it's a Louis Vuitton bag, but I still love the bag. And so there's that kind of that medium market of, okay, I'm willing to spend a little more on a bag, but it doesn't necessarily have to flash Louis Vuitton. But then I think from there, there's another audience that's like, Louis Vuitton is it, but I don't care. All I want is the quality in the bag. 
And I don't care if anyone on the planet knows whether or not it's Louis Vuitton or Gucci or Prada or whatever brand there is. I just love the quality. And they're appealing to all three markets. So I think they do it brilliantly. Yes, because when you know, you just know. And when you're at that point or that place in your life, Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about advertising. It can just be about what feels good to you because the people who know, know, and if not, it, you know, you know, and that's what's important. It feels good. It fits. Right. It makes you happy. And right. I love this conversation. I love this topic. And <laughs> I know. And I'm sorry that it it took up our whole episode and that we didn't have time to break into other segments. Well, that's okay, because this was a very inspired episode, and it just gives us another segment to kick down the road a little bit and revisit. Well, we're not really revisiting it. We're going to introduce it because I thought that was also brilliant because that subject or segment, you were going to call. When was the last time you... I was looking forward to that. So that's going to be in a future episode coming up. Is there anything else you want to say about Quiet Luxury before we wrap this episode up? No, just that this has been, this whole concept of Quiet Luxury is sort of like an aha moment to me, but not because I've been holding on to it. It's just defined it more clearly for me. It has something that you can strive for now. You had it in your mind, but now you know it's a thing. Right, exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, you're going to have to keep us all updated on how this whole transition is going. When your closet is, it's getting cleaned out, what you're finding, what you're discovering, and how you're bringing it all together. Exactly. Okay, well with that, we're going to move on to closing. Okay. Well, again, Suzanne, thank you so much for introducing this topic. I have learned so much and I'm feeling inspired. I'm not quite there yet to go through everything I have in my closet and start pulling things, but I could see myself getting there in the future. And I'm I'm right there to help you get there. I'm going to hold your hand through it. And that's the best part because I know you are. You're my yes. biggest cheerleader when it comes to buying investment pieces and probably my husband's biggest nemesis when it comes to that. He wants me to go the other way. He doesn't believe in the investment in clothing. Well, I am going to convince everyone in my life that this is the way to go. Yes, I love that. I love that for you. I love that for us. So real quick, the book for the month, All Good People Here, In the next Mm -hmm. episode, we are going to be sharing our thoughts about that book. I did just finish it, and I'm excited to have this conversation. I am too. I I have not finished the book yet, so I'm glad I have a little more time to finish it. Yes, it'll be interesting to hear what you think, because there are a couple of twists and turns in there, and yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. Yay. Okay, well, with all that shared... We have just one more piece of business to take care of, and that's something to sip on. So I'm trying to decide if I want to share two quotes or just one, because they both speak to what we've been talking about today. So I'll share two. So the first one 
the something to sip on is a quote by Rachel Zoe, and it says, or it reads, style is a way to say who you are without having to speak. Ooh, I like that. I know, isn't that brilliant? And the second one is by Giorgio Armani, and Mm -hmm. that quote would be, elegance is not about being noticed, it's about being remembered. Ooh, another good one. I know, I know. I have an idea about these quotes moving forward, but we're going to leave it there. And I'm just going to say cheers, everyone. Have a great week. Cheers.